Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive then take out, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to Book Club with Michael Smirkanish. Hi, it's Michael Smirkanish. As a Sirius XM and CNN host, I'm known for speaking, but frankly, I read for a living. I need to know what to say, and so I consume over two dozen newspapers and websites daily. I read opposing views and studies and court cases and orders and op-eds just so I can discuss current events on radio and television. But my favorite reading? Books. Old school. And my favorite interviews? are with book authors. Book Club with Michael Smirconish is now in session. I was supposed to be at Stanford today, enjoying the company of my next guest. So I'm really thrilled we were at least able to make this happen telephonically. Uh, This is kind of interesting. I have been quoting him for quite some time in my live presentation, most recently, American Life in Columns. And for those of you who caught one of my more than two dozen presentations across the country or have watched the online recording, hopefully you will remember my reference to Dr. Fiorina, a political scientist at Stanford, Dr. Morris Fiorina. And today we'll find out together whether I've been citing his work correctly. His book is called Unstable Majorities, and I'm looking at notes of the presentation. Here is what I have said to the audience after giving a number of examples about talk radio subjects about which there's general agreement. And then I say, my anecdotal research indicates that despite our polarized times, there's actually more that unites us than divides us. 
that view is supported by the political science, as evidenced by Morris Fiorina's book, which found that the nation is no more politically divided now than it was in the 1970s, despite how things appear in the news. The parties, the politicians, oh yes, they are polarized. They've sorted themselves into narrow groups that don't represent many of the rest of us. But the typical Democratic or Republican voter has not adopted more extreme ideological perspectives. Sadly, what many have done, egged on by the media, is to think worse of the other side. It's personal, but it's not issue-driven. This is Dr. Morris Fiorina. Dr. Fiorina, thanks so much for being here. Have I been quoting you accurately, representing you accurately? I sure hope so. Almost. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, tell me. If I I could clarify just a bit. Um, Sure. We are more politically divided, but it's not because we, the people, are more politically divided. It's, as you said correctly, it's because our politics, our politicians, our activists and donors are more, more divided. But it is the case that the typical Democrat and Republican are more divided than they used to be because of the sorting process that I've talked about. Um, when I was growing up in western Pennsylvania, we had governors like Ray Schaefer and Bill Scranton, senators like Hugh Scott. Uh, north of us, New York had Nelson Rockefeller and Jake Javits, and we even had a, a black Republican senator in Massachusetts, Edward Brooke. Nowadays, you just don't find Republicans like that. And in the old days, there were very conservative senators and governors in the Democratic Party. And so it was easy for politicians and legislatures and in Congress for conservative Democrats to get together with conservative Republicans and liberal Democrats with liberal Republicans. But now the two parties have separated. They've sorted themselves into ideological camps. And so while the population as a whole doesn't look any different from when Jimmy Carter, a born-again Christian, was the Democratic nominee, the two parties actually look different. And there's still a big group in the middle, which is not ideological, which is pragmatic in its orientation, which simply wants to see progress done. It doesn't really belong. They feel they don't belong in either of these two parties we have today. And that big middle is the group that determines our elections. So let's go back just as far as the Carter era. And let me ask Dr. Morris Fiorina, what are the milestones? When did it change? Uh, for the politicians, it began to change, uh, certainly in the late 50s, beginning with the Democratic sweep in Congress, and then accelerating in the 70s and 80s. You didn't start seeing this sorting process among voters until basically like the late 80s. And you began seeing the Democrats becoming, well, people who were more liberal becoming Democrats and people who were more conservative becoming Republicans and making a clean break. And then that process accelerated uh, after, um, after the Bush administration. What do you see as the causes of this acceleration? You know, that is a, a great question, and we don't know the real good answers to the sorting process that's taken place. You can go back, for, for example, uh, go back a generation or more, uh, as there's, there's a huge African-American migration from the south to the north after World War II. That makes the northern Democrats more liberal in their racial policies. That heightens tensions with the southern Democrats. Republicans see an opportunity to drive a wedge and, as Goldwater says, go, go hunting where the ducks are. 
And so we can sort of point to examples like that, why the Democrats became more racially liberal, the Republicans more racially conservative. But then there are other things you look at and you think, how did this happen? If somebody had told you in 1960 abortion is going to be a big issue, which party is going to be the pro-life party? Well, you would probably said, well, the Democrats, because the Democrats are heavily Catholic in the North and Southern Baptist in the South. But it didn't work out that way. Or the environment is going to be a big issue. Which party is going to be the, the Green Party? You'd have probably said, well, the Republicans. It's the party of Theodore Roosevelt, the party of conservation. The Democrats are the party of steel workers and mine workers and so forth, and their jobs are threatened by environmental regulation. But again, it didn't work out that way. So it's really puzzling how the Democrats became more liberal on so many dimensions and the Republicans became more conservative on so many dimensions, how it all fit together. I think we really don't understand that process very well. So how then does the sorting that you have just described contribute to, I'll use the title of your book, unstable majorities? Why can't we finish this conversation or debate once and for all? This is the Book Club with Michael Smirconish podcast from Sirius XM. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Super Light Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So what can you do in a super light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Code SUPER24. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive. Then take out, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. 
head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Calling all operatives. From now to March 30th, MGM National Harbor invokes your skills to play Covert Cash, a spy-themed kiosk game series where classified missions, hidden rewards, and daily thrills await. Sign up for MGM Rewards to play and unlock up to $25,000 in hidden free play daily and entries into our grand escape car drawing on March 30th. Visit MGMNationalHarbor.com slash Covert Cash to begin your mission. Must be 21. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. So how then does the sorting that you have just described contribute to, I'll use the title of your book, unstable majorities? Why can't we finish this conversation or debate once and for all? Because uh, both parties are minority parties. That uh, the Democrats lost their national majority in the troubles of the 60s. And the Democrats today have about 30, 35 percent of the population. The Republicans have 25 to 30 percent of the population. There is about 40 percent, which says they're independent. They may lean toward one party or the other, but basically they're not moored. They don't consider themselves members of either party, and they move around. Uh, they support third parties, like uh, Ross Perot, for example. Um, they sort of switch from one party to another. And so what happens when you have this liberal Democratic Party and this conservative Republican Party, when they win everything, like the Republicans did in 2004 and the Democrats did in 2008, um, they try to impose policies which are too left or too right for the country as a whole. And then they get whacked, basically, in the next midterm election. So you don't have stable majorities. You have unstable majorities. As I, as I said, we're in an extremely unusual position in American politics where neither party can construct a lasting majority. That the every basically every election, Congress and the presidency are up for grabs. Dr. Fiorina, against the landscape of the time period that we've been discussing, let's let's just use Jimmy Carter as the starting point. Has the relative number of moderates changed over time? Uh, no, if anything, it's gone up a little. Uh, lately, we're seeing basically well, it. it the whole question of moderates, moderates, some moderates are actual centrists. They, some moderates are temperamental moderates. They, they may actually be liberal or conservative, but think we've got to compromise in a country like this to get things done. Other moderates are basically cross-pressured. They, they like the Democrats on some issues, the Republicans on some other issues, and so they can't align with either one on a permanent basis. Uh, but they are this big group that floats around and determines elections. When you talk about changes, if one looks at the uh, the early 60s versus uh, the new millennium, you made me think of George Herbert Walker Bush. I think I'm secure in my facts on this, that when he served in Congress, he overlapped between LBJ and Nixon. Would that be right? Yeah, that would be right. And supported yeah. the White House in equal percentage and that that was not unusual And yet now, if you were to take a look at the alignment, say, with the Trump White House of any member of Congress, you would find that they were either entirely lockstep or entirely in opposition. Correct. That's the sorting at work here. Uh, Nowadays, if you're not 90 percent or more in favor of your party, you're a traitor. 
Uh, and back in the old days, there would be people who would be voting 40 to 5% with the other party, and they were still members in good stead of their own party. So what then does get through the Congress? <laughs> Very little. Um, things, national emergencies. I mean, basically the, the bailouts in, uh, after the, the Great Recession, um, the, the, the pandemic, the last two the pandemic, yeah. the last two. Only a national emergency can bring these two together when they know they basically have to do something. Uh, otherwise, uh, they jockey for position in the next election. They'll switch positions depending on whether it's politically advantageous to support something like, say, a felon like prison reform, for example. And uh, it's all about now is winning the next election. It's not about policy, passing policies that benefit the American public. It's simply what do we do to win a majority in the next election? So what I'm hearing from American politics. What, what I'm hearing from Dr. Morris Fiorina from Stanford, and, and thank you again for, for, for being here, is that what we lack today in comparison to some of the other time periods we've been discussing is continuity. Is that a good way to describe it? That is continuity. And you only get continuity if you're doing what the American public approves of, what a majority of the American public consistently approves of. And that has simply not been our case in the last 20 to 30 years. So unless something changes, we are going to continue to see unstable majorities because both parties represent a minority of people and the House may go from Democratic hands to Republican hands and back and forth. But that unless there's significant change, we will not see a party in control of the apparatus, all of it. Correct. Well, let me ask, is it necessarily a problem? See, I treat this as if it is a problem. Uh, because legislatively things don't get done. I, I would imagine a critic could hear our conversation and think that this is just fine. Uh, you're, you're right. There, some of our Republican acquaintances say this is great. The government can't do anything. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I agree that sometimes we work the government to do too much. But nevertheless, there are real problems out there. And then there are certain festering problems like what about the deficits? <laughs> what about the debt? I mean, at a certain point, what about the entitlement programs that so many Americans depend on that are not on a fiscally sustainable path that there are, no matter whether you're a small government conservative or not? Uh, what about the rising threat of China? What about all the, the international threats? Whatever, whatever, you, whatever you believe about government, you have to recognize that there are important things that only government can do. And so having a competent, effective government is important. We can argue about what things it ought to do. But nevertheless, when we decide there are certain things that have to be done, we need a competent, effective government. Well, and you're, you're citing some lofty notions. I think about this concept every time I hit a pothole. And as a former Pennsylvanian, <laughs> you'll know that's all too often, but they can't even fix the infrastructure. OK, so assuming oh, it yeah. is a problem, how could it be fixed? The only way this has been fixed in history when we run into these situations is somebody comes along, they win an election, and they govern in a way that the American public says, okay, we'll keep you in government for a while. And we simply haven't been able to do that uh, through a succession of basically failed presidencies uh, on both parties, uh, Clinton, Bush, Obama, that they simply aren't able to govern in a way that the population says, okay, we'll keep your party in power. And until we get something like that, until a McKinley comes along, until a Roosevelt comes along, uh, we won't get a Reagan comes along. We won't get that kind of continuity. Dr. Fiorina, what frustrates me about this is that I believe real power could reside in the middle, 
But what doesn't reside in the middle and does reside on the polar extremes is passion. We, we I'm going to say this, we about the audience that listens to this national ro- radio program. We may be a plurality, not a majority, but a plurality. But the passion doesn't reside in the middle, and it never seems to have. Well, you're absolutely right. We, we never hear terms like raging moderates or knee-jerk right. middle of the roaders. That, uh, right. that all of the terms, they apply to people on the extreme. And they are the ones who vote in the primaries. They are the ones who knock on doors. They are the ones who send in the $10 contributions. And so their voices are amplified. They dominate our politics. I, I agree with yeah. everything you've offered thus far. It, it, there's just been one omission that I think is significant. When I asked you as to you know causation, when people ask me this question, because the subject of your book is a subject of this radio program and, and a lot of presentations that I make, I offer a litany of causes. But at the top of my list is the media influence, which may sound strange for a guy who earns his keep behind a microphone. But in my mind, everything changed in the early 90s for the worse. Um, I, I th- people in the media tend to think the media are very important. Uh, I hate to say it but on a program like this, but most <laughs> academic research suggests the media aren't that important, that it's more a symptom than a cause. But I will say this, the media don't help. I'm, I'm not sure how big a contribution the media make to the situation, but no one could possibly argue that the media help the situation. So I'll go that far for you. Well, but I mean, don't don't you see cause and effect between closed primaries and who commands the attention of those voters most likely to come out, be they a liberal Democrat or a conservative Republican? The, the, the role, I'll just say it this way, and you can have the final word, that the role of a traditional party boss or party organization has been completely supplanted by men with microphones. Oh, yes. No, I, I will give you that. But uh, a lot of political scientists now look back fondly on the era of smoke-filled rooms, uh, yes. patronage systems, <laughs> yes. where basically basically there were politicians who wanted to satisfy their constituents and keep control of government, and they didn't sort of get carried away by all these ideological crusades that politicians do today. Yeah, and, and theoretically, if, if your party boss can't deliver, then you vote them out and bring in a new machine. That's right, mm-hmm. and the potholes got fixed. Dr. Fiorina, when I do make it West, I, I hope we can sit down at Stanford and, and, and do this in more extended form because I'd really like to make your acquaintance. Oh, sure. No, I'd be very happy to. Well, be well, and thank you so much for your contribution here. I really appreciate it. You're very welcome. Happy to have been here. That's Dr. Morris Fiorina. Book Club with Michael Smirconish. New episodes drop Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Listen to the Michael Smirconish program weekdays on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124 and anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Albert's, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California 
and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.